0: To another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max.
1: I'm Cassie.
0: I'm Stefan. Welcome.
1: Oh. Hello. Welcome to the show. So yeah. Stefan, is it Stefan or Stefan?
2: Both are correct. So whatever okay. you feel like at the time. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> All right. Stefan is joining us from New Zealand. It is in the future there right now. That's correct? right. It, yeah. It
2: is, um, it is uh, about eight, not quite 18 hours in the future. Okay. Um, don't worry, everything's still fine at this point. Um, everything still seems to be here. I've got my eye on it for you. Thank okay, you so great. much.
0: And and yeah. you're, you're leading the vanguard to tell us, you'll see the apocalypse before anyone
2: else. So you have that kind of responsibility. Absolutely. Um, we've got some... We've got some people in Fiji who are um, keeping an eye on it for us to just give us that extra little heads up. And apart from that, we're all good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, good, good. Uh, So, uh, Stefan, would you like to tell us about your podcast, which is an awesome podcast?
2: Absolutely. So I'm the host of Talking With Dinosaurs, the world's number one rated comedy dinosaur podcast, hosted by a New Zealander, released every second Tuesday when I remember. Because sometimes you've got to get really specific to be number one.
1: (laughs) Nice. <laughs> and Stefan, do you have a favorite dinosaur?
2: I absolutely do. It's um, the uh, Ankylosaurus. Is, uh, oh, is it's a good one. Good one. He's a uh, my, my favorite. Uh, if it goes in light, I seem to have a pattern of liking big, heavily armored things. My favorite Pokemon is right on. Uh My favorite modern mammal is an armadillo. So make of that oh, what they're you cute will. Little guys,
0: for sure.
1: <laughs> you know, I've seen an armadillo once
2: Ooh.
0: when
1: I lived in Texas. And it was dead on the road, and at first I I thought it was a toy, because I'd never seen one before, and it looked very strange. But, unfortunately, I was not able to go out and pull it to the side of the road, because they carry leprosy, and you don't want to touch them.
2: Absolutely not, which is, um, yeah, I, I've learned recently that you should always try and move roadkill off the road, especially here in New Zealand, to stop uh, stop birds trying to eat it and also becoming roadkill. Oh, no. That
1: is true, yeah.
2: I never thought yeah. about mm-hmm, that.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Uh, for possums in america are one marsupial um oftentimes they have babies in their pouches so Aww.
0: um
1: if y'all ever see a possum that has been hit in the road you should pull over and check, check for babies s- check for babies Possums. possums are cute and they, uh, and they don't are hurt anybody very misunderstood critters
2: Uh, And now I'm going to issue a counterpoint to that. It's going to be kind of awkward in that uh, in New Zealand, we have Australian possums, which are an introduced pest and absolutely destroying our native wildlife (laughs) and trees. So if you see a possum in the middle of the road and there are babies, soz, um, it breaks my heart. But um, just (laughs) Just it's it's for the greater good. Um,
0: Do your part. Oh, well, we, I'm very have, sorry like, to hear it, that. It's like when you're at the national park and you see a bottle, a, a water bottle discarded on the trail. You pick it up and you throw it away. Except yeah. this is a little grimmer
2: and a little darker.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> New Zealand's in this unique position where like a lot of uh, endangered species internationally have been intru- introduced to New Zealand and they're thriving fairly well. But Oof. we really need to get rid of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like, well, it's our birds or, or say your goats. Let's, let's stick with our birds. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. One other reason you want to move Roadkill out of the road
0: is because If you leave it there for too long You get road ghosts oh, no. And then people <laughs> swerve to avoid The road ghosts and then they end up Becoming more human road ghosts And I need to tell you how bad that is Yeah, yeah. that sounds that's really, really terrible That's really bad um, And so you know speaking of ghosts I know I was the one that brought it up but <laughs> There's this cool TV show called Ghost Adventures Have you guys heard of this? No,
2: no, I don't, don't. Why would we talk about that on this podcast? Well, that seems well, ridiculous.
0: Let me, let me just get my um, big uh, novelty comedy syringe out here. And it's full of memory <laughs> juice from an episode of Ghost Adventures that I just watched. And I'm just going <laughs> to into
2: your head there
0: with that. Ow. Ow.
2: That is not a pleasing. Ex- do you do that often? That I, I don't feel like that'll be under my health coverage. <laughs>
0: Well, you don't have to tell anybody about it.
2: Oh, okay, cool. That sounds okay. good.
0: <laughs> so now now you remember because I've done this that we just watched an episode of Ghost Adventures called Sailor's Snug Harbor.
1: Now Stefan, have you ever seen an episode of Ghost Adventures before?
2: I have not, actually. Um, So I grew up in a family that loves paranormal stuff. We love ghost shows. So I grew up watching TV shows like uh, Most Haunted, that British ghost hunting show. And there was a New Zealand one called Ghost Hunt. And I read a lot of paranormal books growing up. Um, I stopped watching after I moved out of my mum's house because she would watch them. I would watch them with her. Uh, But Mm -hmm. she continues to watch those sorts of shows. Um, She doesn't really watch ghost adventures because... um, they're douchebags, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but I believe she does watch the odd one, and I've got some other family members who still do. It's actually apparently some of my family members. It's fairly common to hear them say, "Oh, Zach definitely says this is demonic." When they're talking about something spooky or creepy happening. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: That's great. So, so, um, this has
2: happened to us as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We sort of talk
0: about ghost adventures a lot in our daily lives now. And every once in a while I do the Zach Bagans voice around the house. Yeah. And I kind of scare myself because what am I turning into?
1: What was it that you said today about spirits? I don't know. It was something about alcohol, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a podcaster. Everything that comes out of my mouth I forget immediately 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds after it. Kay.
2: That, well, what was that, your
1: uh, Stefan, what was your experience watching this episode of Ghost Adventures?
2: Um, I I must say it was simply amazing and I'm, I think I'm going to blow a lot of people's minds here when I say ghost adventures is a masterful piece of anti-American imperialism satire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zach Bagans
2: seems to be the living embodiment of America. He's deeply deeply problematic. he's trying way too hard to appear tough. He's bullying people all the time. Uh, the ghost hunting obviously represents the American imperialism. It's orchestrated by listener. charlatans, uh, and it's it's bought into by people who've been convinced to blindly believe them. It's going into places they're not really wanted. They're trying to make things better officially, <laughs> but they're really just there for profit and fucking things up even worse. Um, Damn, this is concise. The I had no theory. idea. That didn't know the the work supported this reading. <laughs> yeah. I um I uh, I may have been reading maybe possibly a little too deep, but in in my opinion, Zach Bagans is a carrot Bagans. Sorry, is a character actor on the level of Andy Kaufman. It's just it's amazing. Yes, God, I wish. Wow, what that if, really yeah. actually what if,
1: makes sense? What if on his
0: deathbed he's like, "It was an act. <laughs> my name is Carl." Yeah.
1: I don't believe in
0: ghosts.
2: <laughs> 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 but I made a lot of money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there is a moment, and so I want to clarify before we begin, we watch the intro to this show every single time mm-hmm. we we watch the, the TV show, and we always do, and we this isn't like a pact we've made with ourselves or anything, it just seemed like the natural thing to mm-hmm. do.
1: It's a very important part of the show, is the intro.
0: And I would like to contrast this with my other podcast, where we watch the intro As like penance for what we're doing, and like to say to to apologize and thank thank you know the listener for sticking with us and all that. Mm -hmm. This intro is like really fun to watch, and I do laugh out loud every single time. Yeah, me too. And almost always, it's when Zach says, "Welcome to your final destination." (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, also the I never believed in ghosts until I came face to face with you. Wanted us. You got it. Every single part of the intro is very special. I could probably
0: do it from from the dome, like start to finish. Yeah, yep. I'm not going to subject you. To that. <laughs> We're in Staten Island, New York, as mm-hmm. Zach says. He flips into the really intense New Yorker <laughs> accent as he says it. <laughs>
1: Uh, we are in Sailor Snug Arbor. Harbor. Harbor.
2: It's not a tree thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, um, have, there may be uh, a, an arborist business there called Sna- uh, Sailor Snug Harbor Arborists. That would be pretty sure,
1: cool. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just forget what letters we pronounce <laughs> and don't pronounce in <laughs> America.
2: Hello oh. there. I'm, I'm, I'm from Sailor <laughs> Snug Arbor. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Said in a really strong New Zealand accent. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. I would love to
0: see Zach in New Zealand trying to do his thing where he he sort of Effects. adapts to the accent yeah. that he's around. Yeah, yeah.
1: He, I mean, a lot of I do that sometimes by accident. A lot of people do, but it's just funny watching Zach do it because he also wants to like dress up and play the part as well.
0: So this place is kind of quaint. Like it's kind of a cute idea. It's a retirement community specifically for sailors.
1: It previously, previously, was. Previ-
0: up until the 1960s, I think. Uh, yeah. No,
1: it was 1860s. Oh, you, you're right. You're
0: 1960s. Yeah, right. up until the 1960s, this was a retirement community exclusively for men who worked as sailors for the U.S. government.
1: I found it very strange that there were no women allowed except
0: for... Yeah, that's fucked up me odd. Except for
2: the Matron. The Matron. (laughs) The evil Transformers who kept the sailors prisoners. It feels like Zach was going for there.
1: I just feel like... I'm just wondering, like, why only men...
0: Because of uh, antiquated ideas about male sexuality, I'm guessing I'm
1: guessing so uh, So
0: the reason I said Matron in a funny way Is because Zach Bagans, has probably never heard this word before <laughs> it Says it like Matron for the entire episode Even when other people say the word Matron to him <laughs> Which is my favorite trait of Zach Bagans' Which is when he mispronounces something He sticks to his guns until <laughs> the episode is over and he can check
2: I I love the fact that um, it it really made me think that he uh, that he was talking about Megatron's mother, Matron, who I'm pretty sure is (laughs) a completely real Transformers character.
0: There's there's some uh, extended universe stuff somewhere.
1: (laughs) So this is a very special episode of Ghost Adventures because we have ABC Nightline following them around for almost the whole episode.
0: This includes a lady named Lindsay. Lindsay is yeah. really? so, Lindsay's yeah. a news anchor who is, like, very serious and a much better TV presenter than Zach. So there's, like, a couple of moments where she kind of steals the floor from him. Where, I don't know if she is like, this guy sucks. I'm just going to take the reins for a second. But, like, she actually manages to bring the level of professionalism up a little bit. Uh, that is until the Nightline crew leaves. Uh, and uh, supposedly they're with them also during the whole daytime investigation.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> I always Although I, I don't remember that, seeing them once during that no. daytime stuff.
1: Yeah. And I find it very strange. Every single time the Ghost Adventures crew has somebody external joining them in the investigation, they're only there for a portion of the whole investigation, never the whole thing. Which I understand from a guest perspective, like, I wouldn't want to be up the entire night hanging out with these guys, like most of the time is probably like empty silence but at the so same boring, time so if you wanted to like kind of have any kind of hint of like peer review or <laughs> you know <laughs> uh you you might want to stay the whole night because it always seems like more activity happens once the guest has left
2: i'm sure that's just a coincidence um oh yeah
1: for sure yeah
0: <laughs> so zach because there are other people here, he's on his, like, extra, extra best behavior, and this is just, he's a very talky fella in this episode. Did y'all pick up on this?
1: Well, yes, yes. and I i was just thinking it's great that Stefan has this episode, like, yeah. he chose this episode, because obviously Zach is explaining literally everything. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a
0: great entry point. If you've yeah. never seen Ghost Adventures, you can jump in here and you will get it because he explains everything. I'm pretty sure he talks more than the people he's interviewing in this yep. episode.
1: Oh, well, that's any episode, really.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at one point, he's explaining to a woman why he is interviewing her, and it's part of the interview. <laughs> uh, at one point, he... Also seems to indicate that his operating theory here is that when you're out at sea by yourself, it makes you go uh, mad. You get ocean madness, and then you come home, and life is never the same.
2: Yeah, he he was talking to one of the uh, uh, oh, it was a tour guide there or something. I can't remember exactly yeah, what didn't her get name her was. Name. Um, but um, he he asks her if all the sailors went crazy out there. Pretty much, that's paraphrasing. And then when she's answering that, he interrupts her halfway through to demand to know if people died on site. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's when whenever Zach. Asks these very leading priming questions. You just can feel the tension coming from the other person, who just feels very obligated to just go along with what he's he's hinting at. Yeah. Well,
0: you're on TV. You don't want to be the one who's on TV going like, no, that's dumb. Yeah.
1: Because you don't even. That he never includes. Yeah. Then you're getting cut. Like that. Yeah.
0: I I don't feel like this person who was giving the tour really believed in ghosts. Mm-mm. I didn't get the the feeling like she was really into it. I definitely thought that. You know, she was committed, like she thought her job was important, but mm-hmm. I don't think she believed in ghosts. No, she however, she was very this, rehearsed. However, the CEO of um, Sailor Snug Harbor Foundation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not only does she believe in ghosts, she shares one of the central ghost stories of this episode with us. And her account is basically similar to any other ghost story that you hear that has no evidence which is that like, oh, wow, it sounds really creepy. And it sounds like almost like it. it, my touchstone here was the man in the iron mask for the story (laughs) that she told us, because it's about a lady who has a baby that she's ashamed of. And then she keeps the baby imprisoned. And then when it grows to be older, it escapes and kills her. And no details of any kind are given. No names, no dates, um, we know they that even
1: it's, say it's not confirmed. Yes,
2: yeah, they could find so no written evidence weird. for it. Um, but apparently, they uh, some park rangers mentioned it, and apparently, park rangers are unable to lie. <laughs> <laughs> he does yeah. use the word "unquestionable" to describe the credibility
0: of these rangers. <laughs> and we speak to one of these rangers, and he seems like a normal dude, no uh-huh. more or less likely to make up make up tall tales than anybody.
1: Yeah. Well, and. Okay, like we love our state national parks, we love our park rangers, but they're if they're people, talking, folks. if they're talking about like human historical stuff, they might tell you folklore, and it might not be real because it's folklore.
0: And folklore is important to preserve, yeah, of course. Yeah, but
1: I don't know about this particular this story, is, no, but
0: Zach Bagans is not a conservationist of American folklore. No. I'll definitely say that. <laughs> Uh, So we also get an EVP. So we we are kind of like joined by another investigator from a different crew, which as near as all of us could tell is called Scaredy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just the word scared with an eye on the end on On their their
1: arm patch.
0: And they made a documentary about Sailor Snug Harbor. And we we get to see a clip of that where they're on the spirit box. And they also share with us an EVP that they got um, that is... Supposedly, supposedly, quote clear Did you as just, day. You just <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> I was gonna fucking there go right past it.
2: Supposedly, that.
0: it's supposedly quote clear as day. Which, when I hear those words, my my alarm bells go off. Yeah. Because that is very like qualitative language. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And it's not clear it's as not day clear at all. all.
0: It sounds like a like a sneeze. Kind
1: of. I I just would like to say ahead of time in this episode. And this reminded me of, like, literally every every other episode of Ghost Ventures. Zach says many times, I heard blank with mine own ears. <laughs> yeah. mm. And I understand that, like, saying, like, I saw this myself. Like, do, using a double positive or whatever. Or, what would it be? A double. Mm. You're using basically. He's
0: referring to himself twice. Yes. Yeah.
1: That can be used for emphasis. Like, if you want to drive a point home. But I just find it. Weird how, I guess that's what Zach is doing, but he always uses the words, I blank with my own ears. I heard this with my own ears.
0: The issue is that you're making a television show and you have to show us. Mm-hmm. And your ears cannot show us. Only the microphone and only the viewfinder on the camera can. Mm-hmm. So basically, I feel like I understand where he's going. And he's because he's trying to say, you didn't see this, but trust me, there's a feeling here that can't be communicated mm-hmm. through TV. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's just bad TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not like. <laughs> well, you know and when what? He I says mean?
1: it again and again, literally every time he says he heard something. Like you could just say, I heard this.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's been reading the comments again. <laughs> and he's, he's really eager to like tell people, like be very emphatic.
1: And you know, you you can say you heard it with your own ears, but if we didn't hear it with our own ears,
2: we, it didn't you get, might get as well heard. Be lying.
1: It didn't yeah. get heard. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I would like to say about this EVP. Uh, what was it supposed to have said again? I can't. I don't think I actually caught it. Get out or something like that. But I'm actually pretty sure it was the ghost of one of the matrons because I'm pretty sure it said beep boop. Um, so obviously, some kind of ghost robot.
0: Uh, <laughs> Ooh, now Ooh. there's an interesting question. Zach Bagans, Can artificial intelligence leave behind a spirit? Probably not. <laughs> he has a very religious take on this whole thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, the the folklore legend or whatever it is about the boy really <laughs> did not enjoy hearing oh. or seeing the reenactment about it. Oh my
0: God! The reenactment so was so long.
1: It did.
0: And also, I just want to say, like, this, as, as a person who used to be involved in acting, not super cool, like, they, I was, I didn't feel particularly good about the safety of the actors, because they reenacted Ooh. a murder with scissors, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like they were using a... A prop pair of scissors Yeah And also One of the actors Is a very small child And they were using A lot of fake blood And ex- like I just feel like You exposed a kid To a pretty traumatizing Situation even if it was fake Yeah Like in professional Situations with union actors uh-huh. You usually hire A body double For a situation like that Yeah Because mm. you don't want to Like like in The Shining The kid in The Shining Had mm-hmm. no idea what the, what the fucking movie Was about And yeah. Stanley Kubrick Was very Even if Stanley Kubrick <laughs> Is more sensitive <laughs> About the health And safety of an actor On set than Zach Bagans, that Mm. says a lot to me.
1: Also, like, how many times are we going to hear a legend about a child that was born out of wedlock... It's a shame. ...had a disability of some sort, and gets hidden and abused and um, chained up. (laughs) There's only seven scripts in
0: Hollywood, that's what they say.
1: ...reacts to the horrific situation that they are in by murdering the the abuser. And then it just... Especially on Ghost Adventures, it's 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 like it's kind of like when he did the Lizzie Borden episode, and yeah. it's like, yeah, if you horribly abuse a person,
0: well, there's a chance that the, you might end up in a situation where they use violence. Yeah, as where they react. That's very explainable human behavior. It's in an not equal like and the, opposite
1: manner. Yeah, like.
0: It's not like mysterious. It's not yeah. like a fucking supernatural no. thing. Yeah. And, it, thing
2: and, and it's not because they are disabled. It's not it, it, no. it's because they've been abused. Like that yeah. is anyone could be like that. Um I must say I thought for, I've watched every episode of your show. Listened to every episode of your show even if I haven't watched Ghost Adventures. And you make a big deal about how insensitive that could be. I was really impressed that he only spoke about this child derogatorily once or twice. That was I think quite <laughs> impressive uh from what I've heard of this man. <laughs> he's doing better he's trying (laughs) yeah
0: yeah uh so he demonstrates some extra stuff during the investigation because the nbc crew is here like um (laughs) they're trying to do evp in the daytime portion and he tries to demonstrate how since this ghost died in a very like tense and scary situation she may still be frightened which kind of (laughs) makes sense if you if you take the existence of ghosts as a as a true point. And so he's like hiding and huddling in the in the in the corner to show she might be standing there kind of like this, you know? Like squeezing himself making himself look small.
1: He's getting in the role. He's method acting kind of, but not acting, but you know what I mean. You
0: know. You know. He's trying. He's trying. He's trying. And it's at this point that we learn that there was no record whatsoever. Of this story. Of this story. Yeah. And they reveal this to us because they want to take us to a new scene where they're going to talk about a murder that absolutely did happen.
1: But I'm still kind of confused about some of the <laughs> <laughs> the legend
2: or the, the, the,
1: the details of it. So we go to this uh, church. Kind of looks like Roman in architecture, probably made of limestone or marble. The story goes that in the, in the 1860s... As, as a
0: narrator, we've never heard before, tells us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, yeah, that was very strange, some mysterious voice. In the 1860s, there was a reverend, I guess, walking around the church, and uh, a sailor, I guess from the retirement community, comes up to him and says, quote, You'll expose me, I know you will, if you lived. And then uh, he shoots the reverend. The reverend's last words are, "I'm shot. I'm shot." And then which is accurate.
2: He, he knows what yeah. he's yeah. talking about there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then the sailor uh, turns the gun on himself and shoots himself.
2: And we um, get an extremely, extremely graphic visual of the uh, of the uh, sailor lying on the ground without a jaw, with his like sort of still yeah. twitching. And I was. I did not think they had that kind of budget for special effects. I'm not a big fan of that kind of stuff, but it was very well done. Um, yeah. And they warned us throughout the episode. Every time you come
0: back from a commercial break in this one, it says this this program contains, you know, uh, shocking images and that mm-hmm. kind of thing.
1: Now, the thing that I'm confused over is uh, how do we know what they said unless there was somebody like right
0: next to Damn, them? Damn, that's a great question.
2: Uh, I think it was. I, th- I think. Th- I think it was during the day. They said so. There probably was just sort of people out and about, just like, okay, hanging around. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't put it past them just to hey, these details sound a bit more fancy. Let's throw that yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. I really didn't enjoy how Zach. Talked about possible quote mental issues Mm. with with was it the sailor or yeah? yeah.
2: Well, he's already he's already stated that he already feels all sailors have some kind of mental illness from being out on the sea. That is true, but no, it's not
1: mental illness. It's mental issues. Ocean madness. Mental issues. Yeah. Yeah, going crazy.
0: Let's see what else do we have here. We also uh, meet with Chris again to talk a little bit about this because Chris. his his crew did the documentary out here Zach, uh, Zach does a lot of s- sort of like just sort of talking through his feelings on a subject while he's interviewing people in this episode You know, if you get me like he just sort of like not sort of seeming to talk over people's heads like to just sort of go over what he's thinking about mm-hmm. and one of the things that I wrote down is that dark history is what yes. really is the cause
2: of these hauntings <laughs> It's the foundation of these hauntings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who did Zach tell you're one of us?
2: Oh, Pops, the sec- uh, the old security guy. Oh, yes, Pops. Okay,
1: Pops, yeah.
0: Zach compares himself to, again, Zach really wants to be a cop. He compares himself to the security walking around investigating things. <laughs> because Pops has the story about how apparently the security guards would encounter snugs that's the name of the folks who would stay here who would say that a young woman directed them home and then w- there would be no evidence of a person out there matching the description
2: so i mean this was a pretty big area by the looks of it i mean it wouldn't be hard to not see the one security guard on site most nights i feel Oh well, sure. uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um did, was it just me or so what was the name of the guy who was with the paranormal group Chris. Chris, Chris, that's Chris. He really reminded me of uh, who's who's the very eccentric character on <laughs> the only eccentric character on. It's always uh, sunny in Philadelphia. You
0: <laughs> <laughs> literally narrow it down at all. Eccentric <laughs> is the least like all of them could be described. Are you talking the- about Mac or Charlie?
1: Ma- the one who got no. fat,
0: or the one who like Charlie, lives, Charlie lives in Squalor, yes,
1: Charlie. The, the one that's obsessed with the waitress,
0: Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, yeah, that yeah, guy.
1: yeah. He reminded me of him.
0: He had a, he had a very frenetic energy. Yes, Chris did. He yes. had a very strong, like very outwardly focused, yes, very extra. I
1: think that's what did it for me. Yeah, I really love that character.
0: Fucking. So the next thing they do is they go to a theater, and I brought this up earlier in the episode that I have a background in acting, and I will tell you, all theater people are supernatural or not supernatural uh fucking uh
2: what's superstitious
0: the word? superstitious oh
1: yeah and
0: mm-hmm. not not only are they superstitious they're it's like an identity thing so it's like something mm-hmm. that all theater people have and you're kind of encouraged to adopt it
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, and kind of shamed if you don't display a certain degree of supernatural thinking well the in fact that
1: like in ballet everybody's says married before a show and if
0: you don't do it then you're in the out group and people yeah people the shaming can be quite benign and it could or it can be like you know you're shunned did you
1: know that when i when i was still doing ballet so i used to do ballet i did it until i was like 22 and i i trained at different academies around america but they were all mostly russian trained and um so we had a lot of russian dancers and ballet teachers uh and i I learned that a big superstition um, in, I guess, Russia um, among theater people or dancers is you are not supposed to step over anybody's body if they're, like, stretching on the floor or something like that. You go around. You go around. And I actually had a principal dancer, so a prima ballerina of one of the companies. I ended up walking over one of her legs because she was doing the splits, and she, like, stopped me and she made me re- reverse myself oh my over like See, i was thinking
2: i was thinking yeah. that that sounds like a good health and safety rule like you could trip trying to walk over someone though that's but, very ma- true that's very but true but it also sounds like symptoms them.
1: sounds like symptoms of obsessive compulsive disorder which <laughs> yes. i know because i had very bad obsessive compulsive disorder as a child yeah. so it was like yeah, yeah that's not very healthy but what were some superstitions that you remember well Max? you can't
0: say macbeth In In a theater. In a theater. You're not supposed to say that. That is the one that is old enough that people are starting to scoff at it without, you know, without much of a a a fuss. Uh You're also not supposed to say good luck on opening night. Uh Break your leg. Yeah, you say break a leg, and that stuck around because break a leg is also kind of a, a fun, bouncy thing to say mm-hmm. to somebody. And it's all it's stuff like what you just mentioned, really. Like mm-hmm. you're, like little things that you have to like cast a spell if you do it by accident. You have to, like, if you say Macbeth, you're supposed to turn around three times and spit over <laughs> your left shoulder. I swear this is true. And I had a person tell me that I had to leave the theater and then ask to be let back in wow. at one point. And, like, it's just, this is all to illustrate that if a th- like every theater is haunted, or they say it's haunted, theater people are really bad authorities on what is a ghost <laughs> and what is. isn't. That's what I'm getting at here. Uh, I did notice. From, oh, oh, go for sorry. it.
2: Sorry, uh, I did notice that this theater they didn't have a ghost light on the stage when they were investigating, mm. and I feel I feel uh. that may have caused some problems. They should have left that light on for them. That's the other one, Cassie. You always leave one light on. Oh, really? On the stage, and it's called the ghost light, and it is to
0: appease whatever spirit may be in the building. Really? Because theater people, here is the other thing: they also have like a really weird relationship with their ghosts. Like you are oh. supposed to, you are supposed to keep the ghost happy. It's like Phantom of the Opera. You are supposed to keep the ghost happy, yeah, or it's gonna fuck with the production. Huh? And so this gives you plausible deniability to blame anything on a ghost. Huh? And so, like, if somebody gets hurt during rehearsal. It's the ghost.
1: Oh, if, uh, okay. if a
0: light falls off the rigging and is damaged, it's a ghost.
1: Huh. Yeah, we never if, had ghosts in ballet, which is strange.
2: If you accidentally, you know, push someone off the stage and then jump on them because you want their part, that was definitely the ghost. <laughs> that was the ghosts every time. So there is a ghost in a picture, is what we are told.
0: And this picture was taken by the artistic oh, director, God. yeah, um, who seems normal, but they all do. All these theater people, they seem so normal. <laughs> Um, and he shows us the picture, and it's kind of creepy, I guess. If you were if you were a superstitious person, you'd think that was creepy. It it's looks like there's been a
2: blanket, like, sort of held over the stage. Um, <laughs> just a pure white blanket that's then been overexposed because it's against the white balance of the rest of the room.
1: Or it looks like there was a printing issue. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs>
1: um, well, it depends on if they were using a digital... Ca- no, they were using a digital camera because... Uh, they were talking about pixels.
0: Yeah. And yeah. look, here's the thing is digital technology. I mean, fucking d- digital cameras in 2011. There's no, there's no
2: way that was a, uh, that was <laughs> a te- technology error. Yeah. Um, Zach also at this point revealed himself to be a Fight Club fan, which absolutely did yeah. not surprise me. <laughs>
0: not a surprise at all. He's talking about how like, uh, we, we just don't see these moments. They're like that single frame he puts in the movie in Fight Club. <laughs>
2: Which is I kind can't of say interesting which point one though,
0: <laughs> yeah and, and also it's he also identifies this ghost as quote
2: one of those Asian ladies <laughs> oh, i I felt my entire body tense up when he said that, and yep. I was just uh, and then they Nobody superimposed questions. an Asian dancer over the image, and it was mm-hmm. just like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> ne- never mind that we're in. Staten
0: Island, New York. And this place was a theater in the 1800s.
1: And he's basically describing a geisha or something. He's describing a
0: style of dress that's like literally over a thousand years old from that point of view of the theater. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well,
1: and he could have used another phrase, (laughs) Asian lady. Well,
0: but then he wouldn't be our our Zach Bagans, you know. Right, right. Uh, he just sort of talks through his feelings with the artistic director, rambling on and on and on. And then when the artistic director sees a chance to exit the conversation, he jumps on him. He it. leaves
1: <laughs> really quickly. Because Zach does one of those run on sentences where it's just He's like...
0: Just talking and talking and talking and talking. I
1: feel like Zach would be one of those people that you can't get out of the conversation. Like they just keep talking and talking and, like, they won't stop. And, at, like, they don't get social cues that you need to be doing something right now.
0: The store I work at, we call these folks storytellers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we have one uh, who literally everyone at the, at the store knows him. And, like, we... we
1: Is this conspiracy theory guy? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no.
0: This man is, is quite pleasant. He okay. just doesn't stop talking.
1: Okay, yeah. Anyway. It's almost like he's just got to say, I have to poop.
0: <laughs> it's a good way to do I, it
2: I also work go. in retail and I can confirm I've, I've actually said that to a customer just because I've been talking to them for about 35 minutes at that point and I was just like oh oh, this is the seems like the most logical way to get out of this conversation at this point I tried just saying I have to go now goodbye and then they followed me so I was like no, no. they're not, not going to follow me into the bathroom they probably would have if I didn't move quick enough but we got out we got out
0: I'm so happy for you that that situation (laughs) ended in that way (laughs) well speaking of situations ending that's pretty much the end of the daytime investigation and we're going to transition into the lockdown and NBC our special guests are here with us as we investigate the matrons about (laughs) (laughs) so Zach explains here that infrared cameras can see ghosts better and that's why we're not turning the lights on Danielle's a little scared at the beginning of this as I feel like anybody would be in a dark, unfamiliar building. Wait, is
1: it? I thought it was Lindsay. Thought, yeah,
2: it's Lindsay. Lindsay. It?
0: I don't know where I yeah, got Lindsay. Danielle from. Sorry, sorry. Lindsay is a little bit scared, as reasonably speaking. Yeah. Uh, he
1: explains how the millimeter uh, works. Um,
0: mm, yes, because you can tell if if it gets cold in here, that means ghosts are absorbing energy from the surroundings <laughs> to manifest.
2: Um, I also noticed that when they were going, they well he his sort of his uh, o- opening final for when they're going down into the basement is like going down to the basement and this just incredibly creepy voice and she gives them this look like oh, I'm going into a dark basement with him then asks to make sure the security footage is on so that <laughs> <laughs> She's like, if I'm going into the basement with this guy, I want there to be eyes on me all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm telling you, I know for
0: a fact from his tone of voice and his body language for this entire episode, he thinks he's being flirtatious in this moment. Oh. Yeah, well, he also
1: likes, like, especially in the um, the the Entertainment Tonight uh, thing that we did the last episode. Yeah. Uh, watching that, he does the same shit where if he has a guest on that's not really a ghost hunter. He likes to, you can tell he gets off on creeping people out on purpose. He's like that goth kid in middle Jesus. school who just wanted to creep classmates oh, you, out. Oh, you mean me? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You mean Max? I know, I know. Oh, shit, I, I see I actually, my now. Oh, shit. <laughs> we can play that We can bleep that, that, yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm kind of making fun of our, us because we are kind of goth. But yeah, like... We,
2: you know we what I mean. That time. I, I, yes. uh, we all had that time. Yes. We all middle had that time. Middle school is
0: confusing. It's a it's a <laughs> yeah, tough yeah. age. 12 to 14 is a really difficult time. What I'm anybody. trying
1: to say is Zach Bagans is a middle schooler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they go in the basement. Um, they sort of try to do some EVP. They're not really successful. However, Aaron and Lindsay are both... Tuned in because they're both hearing footsteps upstairs and Zach does a lot of communicating with Billy and Jay who are monitoring the cameras and to try and figure out what's going on. It's all inconclusive really in the end Um, and they basically get very little like appreciable evidence. They just sort of dive on every single footstep noise because it's all they got.
1: They use the, the the word debunk like oh uh, endlessly, God. and it it became actually it confusing. It's so confusing.
0: What are they talking about? Yeah, like
1: oh. are they using it this way or are they using it this way? Because they tend to use it in two different directions or more.
2: I, as a, as a fan of the podcast, I've heard you guys talk a lot uh, before about. Uh, about bit de- debunk being used correctly and then you sort of sometimes you briefly go over it and i've always wondered well that sounds kind of okay like where's the problem here but until you actually watch the show and hear them say it you can't appreciate how just wrong they are about this <laughs> word <laughs> like, he uses he uses it for both possible
0: definitions but in his possibility space he uses it to mean itself and the opposite of itself. Yeah, because he will
1: say, like, the proper way to use it is saying, like... This has
0: been debunked. This has been debunked,
1: or this, uh, we debunked this, period. As in, we proved this wrong. But then they will use it in a way that's like, we debunked this as not being a blank.
0: <gasps> and it's like, what I are get, you doing? Give get a fucking headache when he starts talking like this. Ugh. <sighs> Anyway, they they at one point he's talking about how, like, we tried to debunk this orb, but the only effort they made to debunk the orb was by flexing on us about how good their cameras are, and they're
2: not even that good. So they, were, they were 1080i, not 1080p, 1080i. And so, it's, like a couple of generations behind, even for its time. Yeah, like th- this is supposed to be a TV show financed by a reputable channel. And I understand they probably don't have the biggest budgets because of them. But even in what, <laughs> when was this?
0: Like 2010, 2011? I want to say 11. Yeah, like, I'm not like entirely
2: certain. I, I, I had a friend who went out and bought himself a 1080p camera at that point. Like, it's a. a bit, Maybe night vision a wee bit different, but it surely wasn't be out beyond the bounds of the possibilities. Right. Well, that's Ghost Adventures. <laughs> it's,
1: it's the level of
0: quality. You remember what make. I was telling you about how Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, the anchor person over at uh, NBC, ABC Nightline, bringing the professionalism up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if their cameras were better. I bet they were. Oh, probably.
1: Yeah. Oh, and Definitely. then we get to hear about stone tape theory again.
0: Yep. <laughs> Except he's using it to talk about the wooden floors. And I know that it's just a name, but it still made me go, come on. It still made me think, what is he doing? So the attic is where they're supposedly the most hauntings. And he goes up there, and this is where Lindsay starts, like, she gets actually, she starts working a little bit. And she's like, tell me what you're feeling. Like, tell me what made you say that. Like, trying to get more...
2: Her exact words were, "What do you think happened?" It was phrased very much like, "What is Such your bullshit now?" <laughs> what a pro, though! What a professional, like
0: in it, like making the using the right language in the moment with Zach Bagans, got to be hard.
1: So they capture a ball of light that is moving. It wasn't moving behind Lindsay. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is what we were talking about earlier with the weird. He was talking about how good his camera oh, is, yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. it can't be dust.
1: Well, I have written in my notes that he started to sound like Job from Arrested Development. Um,
0: sure, the guy with the $400 camera. Because
1: <laughs> he was like, I mean, our camera is, is in really good shape. And, you know, why would we, you know, it was just like really, Come on. really defensive. And he's got that aura about him that's very Job.
0: <laughs> sure, the ghost hunter with the $3,000 Xbox Connect. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um he, he uh he also at that point i believe it was he, while discussing with Lindsay about uh about stone tape theory he suddenly mm-hmm. just shushes everything and saying that he's hearing a whispering voice i would like to point out this is a room with wooden walls and a wooden floor and he's making a huge amount of noise so there de- <laughs> you can hear the ringing of their voice you can hear the echoes bouncing around and it's he doesn't how many rooms has he been in that sound like that that he doesn't understand what echoes are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
0: this is also right immediately after this, they decide they want to leave somebody in the attic by themselves. And
1: who, oh, who do you think it's going to be? Who do you
0: think it's going to be? It's Lindsay. Because oh. she's a lady.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I was. Because they also send Aaron. Uh, well, this oh, wait, is after that. Okay, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Okay. This so, is yeah. right before that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, because he thinks that she'll identify with the the woman who was stabbed to death.
0: Because she also was stabbed to death just recently. Mm, why do you that. think
1: that... What what uh, similarity is Zach concluding here? They're vaginas. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on.
0: <laughs> uh, she stays up there for five minutes, as per their agreement. Five minutes and, and everybody five gets, seconds. Everybody gets saucy because she's like trying to hold him to that agreement which is i think is like pathetic that they have to like oh, well she's she's really timing us yeah because you you set a time limit that's why she's doing it so then nightline leaves and they get a lot more evidence <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, we got this weird edit thing going on yeah, in the it's
0: church. So, so sus. Extremely suspicious. <laughs>
1: Max caught it. I didn't catch it at first.
0: This no. is after they leave. So Nightline leaves and then they split up into two um, teams. Mm-hmm. Zach and Nick go to the church. Aaron just goes and fucks off with an, <laughs> with an IR camera and gets like two seconds of usable footage. I love it. He's, he's outside. Just, he's just not yes. in this episode, basically. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to see some more O-Face or, yeah. you know, dude. But, yeah. Uh, well, know. he does
0: at one point go, what the fuck is that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it's a tree. Just, yes, a, just a casual tree. Who puts a bush in the middle of the road? <laughs> <laughs> a civic planner, Aaron. There was a, there's
0: a person who got a degree. <laughs> Probably put a lot of time in to figure out where that bush was going to go. Um,
1: So this edit.
0: So, yeah, they're in the church. And as... Nick is panning the camera around there's a really really subtle edit and you can just barely see where two shots have been clipped together the audio does not like it's in the middle of Zach saying something
1: I didn't see it transition from one scene to the next I just saw an overlay a brief overlay of a different (laughs) a different like person like well you know what it was like
0: it was like he got the shot and then decided he wanted to get that exact same shot again But I I still
1: don't think it changed Like it was almost like just like a Like he was talking about earlier with The fight club where you see that one (laughs) image Shit
0: maybe he's fucking with us Yeah maybe
1: he's (laughs) fucking with us I have a feeling that they might have added that To make it seem spooky although wouldn't they I don't know
0: Maybe,
2: like, maybe the it, ultra high quality 1080i cameras just <laughs> screwed out a little. <laughs> yeah, the interlacing just got I mean, fucked up.
1: you would think that if it was like not intentional at all that they would have caught it and be like, oh my God, there's some interference here. There's a ghost. But it probably was them just adding something weird in there to creep you out a I love
0: bit. when something happens that no attention is drawn to on Ghost yeah. because it makes me feel like a superhero of noticing things because these idiots... <laughs> like are are wandering around forever to get this tiny little bits of evidence.
1: Well, and we're not the only ones to think about this because in that one, at least one of the videos by uh, Dakota
0: Dakota Laden, Dakota Laden, yeah.
1: his his mockery uh, videos of Ghost Adventures, they totally play on that where like something definitely happens, but they just totally miss it and then focus on a really tiny thing.
0: So they're in the fucking church. Nick splits off by himself, decides to go down into the basement and he's kind of being like beckoned by the spirits and he's getting creeped out and he's creeping himself out. Zach, meanwhile, is doing the spirit box and we get a part where Zach gets an answer that he thinks is meant for Nick in retrospect, because Nick is like questioning whether he should go down and open this door that's creeping him out. And the voice supposedly says, go in. Uh, And then it and then it says one D Because it's a huge boy band music (laughs) band.
1: It also says, I can't. A lot of words that just don't make any sense.
2: I'm pretty sure what it said. The the first, the I can't one, I heard is birthday suit. Um, (laughs) hmm. So maybe we got a funky ghost who wants to get down.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if it was just guys...
0: Just us guys. What what could be, but two guys. Do you remember that vine? Two guys sitting in a hot tub six feet away because they're not gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So Nick just goes into the basement and he's just kind of doing some urban exploration down there, like totally unsupervised. It's a creepy fucking basement. It's super scary. I wouldn't want to be down there.
2: Um, Uh, I'd like to just point something out about the spirit box at this point. Uh, in my younger days, I had a solo uh, experimental noise band, which was pretty oh, much just oh. me generating white noise and applying filters over it. And I tell uh-huh. you what, it sounded exactly like the Spirit Box. Like, <laughs> I, I, I always want to get one of those to just like just to get that sort of thing going back up back going back on again. And that would be amazing. Yeah. What a great tool it would be for the home DJ, the Spirit
0: Box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always wonder. He does this thing where he puts his hand over the speaker when he's asking questions. What if you what if it says something while your hands there idiot?
1: I think Zach Bagans, you know how he has his necrofusion band and now he's like got a country album coming uh, out apparently. Uh. Like I feel like not that I wish this upon Be- Billie Eilish, but I feel
0: like uh, Where are you going with this?
1: She uses <laughs> some sound effects in her music. Like
0: I don't want to expose her to Zach Bagans. <laughs> you're right. She's you're far right. Too young. Yeah.
1: Forget what I said.
0: Billy if you're listening don't go on Ghost Adventures don't. They might approach you because you're into creepy stuff Don't go on Ghost Zach
1: Adventures Zach Bagans would probably really like hit on you hard it's,
0: And he's like 50 now so that's <laughs> nasty
1: And he's not a He's not, a, a, he's not the You're type too of, good for him If yeah. you're listening to this podcast
0: you're too good for Zach Bagans Own that So they go to the theater next They don't really do anything in the church Like the church is
2: very low activity Yeah. Did, um, they got they, an EVP after that didn't they? Um, like a very yes. EVP, they couldn't make out. and But I, yes. I I got it clear as day, as my sex is on fire. Um, it's definitely what <laughs> I heard going song. on there.
1: Was it that woman <laughs> voice? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes.
2: Well,
0: apparently there's that. The boys don't want to tell us the real truth, uh, so they just move <laughs> on to the theater. The theater things get a little wild. You know, we get a little high activity zone while they're setting up. Zach just fucking sprints off to the end of the the other end of the room and like busts through the doors, leaving Nick completely alone in the dark on the stage.
2: The best thing about this is the fact that like uh, so Zach's over at the other side of the uh, music hall behind the chairs. Just screaming at the top of his lungs, while Nick is standing on the stage, and there is audible thumps all over the stage, and you can see the curtain moving. He's getting like legitimate evidence, and Nick and Zach is screaming at Nick, "Get over here! Get over here! I saw a shadow!" It's like, oh, like,
1: oh. Zach is so self-centered about the ghosts. (laughs) Like, not everything happens to you, Zach.
0: The only evidence that matters is the evidence that Zach gets. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that episode of Hey Arnold where the coach puts his son on the basketball team and the plan is get the ball to Tucker and that's it. (laughs) That's the whole plan. It's the only plan they teaches him. What? You never watched this? You ever watch Hey Arnold? I
1: loved Hey Arnold Arnold's but a I great did not show. remember that. There's episode. an
0: episode where Arnold joins the basketball team and Arnold of course is like amazing at it because he's very zen mm-hmm. and like <laughs> his he learns he, very zen. he learns to be very zen about basketball and he learns to be good at, at it.
1: Arnold's Buddhist.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, that's what happens okay. is they teach the coaches, like, "Give him, put, put the ball in my boy's hands.
1: That was a really good show. It's a fucking
0: great TV and show. And it,
1: like, showed real life situations. I
0: think about, sorry to go on a wild Hey Arnold tangent, but there's an episode <laughs> of it that I think about literally almost daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one where Arnold is learning um, uh, karate from his grandma mm-hmm. because he gets beat up um, at school or mm-hmm. something. And... He's learning karate so he can be strong and beat up bullies. Mm-hmm. And then one day he's walking home by himself and an older kid who's kind of bigger approaches him and says, hey, kid. And Arnold demonstrates karate at him mm-hmm. so good that the boy's clothing falls off. <laughs> <laughs> what the? And, and the boy then hangs his head in shame. Now his his whitey titties exposed before all the world hangs his head in shame and says i was just trying to ask if you knew where the bus stop was Aww. and then he walks away crying oh, no. and i think about this constantly because it's 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 a pretty cool lesson for kids and a pretty cool lesson i think in general that like if you if you attempt to get when teaching yourself self defense is good when you're teaching it to yourself for self defense but not for when you're teaching it for yourself for retribution purposes
1: right or for like I'm gonna kick your ass before I know what you're even wanting. From yes, me. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a good also, lesson. Also, another important lesson from that is that karate can actually tear someone's clothes off. It's just <laughs> science, people. <laughs> Trust me, I'm three doctors. It's it just makes sense <laughs> in the end.
0: Standing on each other's shoulders, wearing one lab coat, very small. <laughs> Maybe
1: Zach Bagans should learn karate
2: because so he so can do it on the lady ghosts. Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Zach
2: yeah. Bagans, like just just from what I've seen from this one episode. Zach Bagans definitely started learning a martial art at some point And then gave up after two lessons And then (laughs) constantly talks about it in person You just get that feeling (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Then he just decided to lift weights. There's a, I. don't know if you've you've seen the video, Stefan. But there's an episode. I don't know what it was even on. Was no, me neither. I have no some idea. Some video of him talking about his workout routine and how huh. man, you know, people just think I'm crazy lifting these 50
2: pound weights. And 60, darling, 60, 60.
1: Sorry. Just so you know. Yeah.
0: He's
2: Does arrogant. he then do like 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 crunches, and then run 10 kilometers a day?
1: I think he does all of the above except for running because there are definitely episodes of Ghost Adventures where he gets extremely winded. That
0: was an anime <laughs> reference, dear. Oh, okay,
1: sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay.
0: It's like your answer's good, too. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the superhero What anime one, are
1: we talking about? It's
0: One Punch Man. Ah, I see. It's a, a guy who becomes a superhero by just doing a lot of calisthenics really, really hard. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> all right,
0: cool. <clears throat> um, that's nearly the end of the episode. Do you have any more big notes, either of you guys, on this one?
2: Uh, there was the last spirit box session where it was definitely just all fart noises all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. They got three or four that were just all farts.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about oh.
2: it for me. Yeah, um. that's it. Well, uh, how'd you like that episode, Stefan? Um, it I'm I'm it was uh hmm. Uh. <laughs> Assuming it's a piece of satire, it was brilliant and amazing. Uh, assuming it wasn't, well, uh, it's not... Needs work. Yeah, it's... Uh, a, the level of problematic I was expecting from your descriptions of uh, Zach in the past, um, I felt they could have... I, I wonder how much awful stuff hits the like editing floor of what they say about some of these people. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no, I, I, I genuinely, uh, I, I found it very entertaining uh, and frustrating at the same time. Uh, much that's like watching, that's the feeling. Like, it's like watching someone streaming a game you're really good at, and they're really <laughs> like, like. They've got something going on, and like you can't stop watching because you know what's going to happen. But at the same time, you're getting frustrated because it's like, well, if you if you just if you just move slightly to the left, you've got a big weapon there that'll take out the next boss. And no, you just got flattened sixty times. Uh, that's <laughs> the feeling of watching Ghost Adventures. Yeah. You could <laughs> examine these these historical. Lose historical
0: places sensitively and with, with intellectual rigor, and maybe present, if not a haunted location, a really neat place yeah. with a really interesting <laughs> and unique history. Mm-hmm. But no, we're just going to talk about rumors, rumors <laughs> that usually involve a lady dying violently. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part of the episode?
2: Oh, that is a that is a tough one. I'd have to say it would be, but we didn't really talk enough about. I feel which was Aaron just losing his absolute shit because <laughs> there's a bush, just like there's just 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 some shrubbery he's not expecting, and he just loses it. It was amazing. He falls apart. Yeah. I mean, he's completely taken off. He's
0: caught completely <laughs> off guard by this bush. How about you, Cassie? Uh.
1: I'd say that was really entertaining, but I also enjoyed Zach's little, like, uh, interpretive movement uh, demonstration for Mm. the the people he was speaking with.
2: That's right. When He was talking with Lindsay, and he was waving his arms through the air as he was talking. Well, and also how he,
1: like, cradled himself pretending to be the ghost Ah, in the quarter. The 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 scared ghost. Yeah. How about you, Max?
0: For me, it was when Lindsay injected some professionalism by using yeah. her like interview skills to actually get Zach Bagans to fucking talk.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, Stefan, you're a fan of the show, so you know what's coming up next. We have to. Uh, we we got to probe the depths.
2: I've uh, I've been looking forward to Tweet Watch. I'm not going to lie. I I was uh, as I I was listening just to the end of your um of your uh the E.T. special, and I was Uh sort of disappointed that it was brought this one up, but it's so good, I want to talk it again. So you've talked about Zach Bagan's weird sense of humour before, but I loved loved the one where it was him, like, it's just a menu from a restaurant, and then he's (laughs) like, I'll order the grilled scuba diver, and then he just pulls away, and there's just a scuba diver in a tank in the restaurant. Like... It, it it genuinely made me laugh out loud. I just was not expecting it. And I have to say, that's possibly one of the greatest moment, uh, moments of comedic genius Zach will ever have. Yes.
0: That and uh, uh, the Chipotle photo where he says, just having dinner with my beautiful girlfriend, and there's <laughs> oh, nobody yeah. in the picture.
2: Was that on Valentine's Day? <laughs>
0: it sure yeah, was. Yeah. It was. Uh, so these tweets that I'm pulling out here, I've got a few of them. Uh, some things you got to watch. This is homework for you, Insanely Haunted listener. Oh
1: my God, yeah.
0: So Aaron Goodwin has a film coming out called Space Detective. And Aaron posted... A trailer for it on his Twitter that Zach retweeted. So go watch that. Um, Zach's comment is awesome, dude. Know how hard you've worked on this.
2: I watched the trailer for it, and it like, it looks like the sort of like corny, terrible film that I absolutely would definitely nope. watch. Oh, for absolutely sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not yeah. digging. On, I'm not going to dish on Space Detective here because
0: Space Detective looks like a good time.
1: It does. Really. It does. And it's called the the Twitter handle is at Space
0: Dick Movie. Space Dick
1: Movie. At first, I thought it was actually like about a, a giant penis or something. What is the full movie called?
0: Space Detective.
1: Space Detective, yeah.
2: It's I actually I didn't realize that this movie was coming out. I was I, I made a I made a sci fi porno the other day, and I was really disappointed when Space <laughs> Detective movie was taken for Twitter. Oh. I was uh, heartbroken. <laughs> so this it. is a really weird coincidence.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The other thing I want to outline is that Zach did a commercial for DirecTV and you need to go watch it because it's so <laughs> awkward and bad. Yeah. Um, in it, a young woman appears who who seems to ask, she, she seems to hit on Zach. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a really flimsy excuse for her to well, say. not
1: hit on him really. It's more like she's a stalker.
0: But it's a very flimsy excuse for her to say the phrase, don't ghost me when, mm-hmm. when he yeah. gives her his phone number.
1: I bet he says that to women who leave him. Now,
0: don't ghost me. Get it? Get it. <laughs> uh,
1: There's also, by the way... Uh, bef- uh, sorry, I'm just going to interject. I saw a video on YouTube last night of... It's like it's like a little thing of uh, Zach Begin's home. And he's talking about how he is needing to remodel his home because apparently there are two spirits in the house. One is a demon... The other is a female ghost, and apparently the female ghost is very protective of him and will get in the way of him bringing over women guests. Uh, Like, it will push them, and it was just very fascinating. And also, I guess I'm kind of happy for him since he seems to want to have a relationship with a female ghost. Um, I'm just not certain that it's the kind of relationship with a female ghost that he desires. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you see on? There are Twitter? just
0: two I want to outline briefly. I know this is a lot of tweets for TweetWatch, but Zach's been busy. Um, the first one is a person who works at Haunted Museum who is tweeting, I'm so happy today I have the greatest job in the world. My boss is incredibly weird and a blast to work for, and some other things. Um, you know, just she's she's excited that she works at the Haunted Museum. I would be excited if I worked at the Haunted Museum. And Zach retweets her saying, I love being incredibly weird. No oh, because she
1: says my boss is incredibly weird and in yes. a blast. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: And the next one is an instant <laughs> hit because it starts with an elephant video. Oh um, yeah, two baby oh. elephants. One of them just oh pushes God, the rude. And the comment is, "What the fuck, Carl?" From the original poster. Um, and Zach's comment, as he retweets it, is, "Damn, what an asshole." <laughs> And that's Zach Bagans' uh, Twitter. Go on there, at Zach Bagans, and take a look at what he's up to if you want to I do did, your own tweet watch.
2: I did love that video, especially, like, you can just sort of see in the elephant's face as it resurfaces because it's sort of pushed into a wee river yes. and zoo yeah. sort of thing. It just looks, as like, that is the look on its face. It's like, what the fuck? What did I do to you?
0: <laughs> what was that for? Oh, was that fun? I hope it was fun for you. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, it's been such fun having you on here with us, Stefan.
2: Thank you so much.
0: You guys have been amazing. And I, w- I just one last time, remind our guest where they can find you if they, if they so choose once the episode is over.
2: Well, I am, uh, once again, I am the host of the podcast Talking With Dinosaurs, the world's number one rated uh, comedy science dinosaur podcast hosted by a New Zealander, released every second Tuesday when I remember. Um, I've had a wee bit of an unannounced hiatus over the last couple of months because I couldn't. But now I can again, and there should be a new episode coming in the next uh, probably by tomorrow night, uh, yeah, which will be several news. days ago by the time you hear this. So yeah,
1: and it's a great show, guys. You so, should listen to it. It's super cute. I hope it's okay that I'm using the word cute, but it is a cute absolutely. show,
0: yeah. uh, and so, it's really funny too. So go enjoy that new episode as soon as you're done here. We'll mm-hmm. put um we'll put a, a little trailer at the end, and you'll learn something. And you will learn things. You'll it's learn a funny, many things. Educational, funny show, and I know that that line is insanely difficult. To Stephen, actually walk.
1: Did you hear about the uh, the the recent discovery of that uh fossil site that is supposedly like the 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 boundary of the dinosaur extinction yes, and it has yes. like those glass spheroids or whatever yeah. that are in the gills of some of the creatures it's really they cool
2: be, They believe it's the a- actual fossilized remains of uh, of uh well they the headlines all said fish and dinosaurs but so far only fish have been actually identified Actually mm-hmm. killed in the impact uh, on the was it Yucatan? No, not Yucatan. Um, Chicks, I can't pronounce it. Chixalube. Oh, that's how I yeah. p-
1: pronounce it. It's probably something different, yeah. and I'm just pronouncing yeah. it in a very sexual way. But yeah, Chixalube. Um. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 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 yeah. like a,
0: it's but yeah, like it a it's sexy like Yucatan peninsula.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yes, that's pretty cool. Hopefully, we'll hear about it. Maybe we'll hear about it someday on an
2: episode of Talking with Dinosaurs.
0: I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, That reminds you your business. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Talking about my podcast, it's very. We've thrown words around words like cute and educational. The show is not for children. Right. (laughs) No way is the show for children. Um, That's a
1: good note.
2: (laughs) I've seemed to have backed myself into a corner of talking almost exclusively about dinosaur genitals. Um, So (laughs) just take that as a warning. Uh, Just a just a full. Blown. Content warning for the whole show: There will be some talk of cloakers
1: Okay, cool. And
2: if you don't know what that is, you'll
0: learn as soon as you start listening.
1: Stefan, have you ever um, read the book uh, uh, Rex Appeal? No. So <laughs> I guess that is a weird, funny title, but it's a, it's a, one of the it's like one of two main novels about Sue the T Rex that was found in Montana. Oh, yeah, um, it's really good, and it's written by the people who actually dug her up. And oh, one, the guy who went to jail for a while, um, <laughs> Peter Larson, and uh, not the G, not the uh, WSU Peter Larson, but the <laughs> paleontologist uh, Peter Larson. But uh, in it, he discusses why he believes that Sue is uh, a female T Rex, and he speaks about uh, a specific vertebrae in the the spine and how similar to crocodiles. Uh, or he he thinks that there might be a similarity between t-rex spines and crocodile spines and that male crocodiles have a specific vertebrae that is longer because it is holding the muscles which hold the wiener
2: oh yeah that makes sense
1: and and sue does not appear to have something like that might be a long stretch of a a correlation or or lack of but just one of the
0: many dinosaur genital facts you may learn on talking (laughs) with dinosaurs
2: yeah you absolutely know, so. uh, and also uh yeah probably helping this with a bad pun this is peter larson did he go to jail for larceny
0: what? <laughs> uh,
2: as always thank you to the
0: scavengers network for help, for giving us a home on the internet we are so amazingly grateful uh for all the work that our good friends over there do check out other shows on the network like a pot of lesma just uploaded it's a uh, horror actual play podcast uh, where they're playing different tabletop games every season so and you can find us as always on patreon insanely or sorry patreon.com slash insanely haunted on twitter at haunted and uh facebook facebook
1: and all those other places and tumblr tumblr we've got links on our website We got links
0: all over the place we got links for
2: days for hey, you. have you got a linkedin though No. Not for this show. (laughs) I think
0: that
1: would be a bad idea. Not not for this
0: half of my career. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, that's going to do it for us this evening, I think. Unless either of you have any parting words.
1: uh, Don't forget to support um, and visit your state and national parks. We've decided that this summer we're going to North Cascades National Park, and we're really excited about it. Uh, Stefan, what what national parks are you familiar with in New Zealand?
2: Uh, So we have uh, the Fiordland National Park is about three or four hours drive from me and is on, widely described as one of the most beautiful places on earth. It's um, wow. uh fjords uh, caused by glaciation. I think it mm. was uh, not the last ice age, but the one before that. And it is uh, truly breathtaking. And I'm not just Love saying that to trap you in New Zealand because <laughs> we need more warriors in our fight against the future.
0: Love a good fjord. Uh, Hopefully you'll all get to see one someday. But until then, signing off this week, my name is Max.
1: I'm Cassie.
0: I'm Stefan. And you just heard... A a Class A A EVP. EVP. The Scavengers Network, creator-driven,
1: community-focused,
0: treasured content.
2: For 600 million years, life has been struggling up from the mud, from tiny single-cell organisms to dinosaurs to massive mammals, and then finally to the pinnacle of evolution, the platypus. Join Talking with Dinosaurs, the world's number one not-safe-for-work comedy dinosaur podcast, hosted by a New Zealander, as we explore evolution's biggest, scariest, and weirdest moments. Available wherever podcasts podcasts. Whenever I remember to release it.